0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Back here with the Sorallo Sports Talk exclusive ahead of Super Bowl 57 at Radio Row. I can't wait for this one. He is a star from Dancing with the Stars, also killed it for my New York Giants for a few years. Rashad Jennings. Rashad, thanks so much for the time. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely, man. I am so excited to talk to you about Dancing with the Stars, about your time in the NFL. But I want to start in college because you went to what was then an FCS school in Liberty, transferred from Pitt. Why the decision to go from the FBS to the FCS, and how much do you think that actually helped you in your career? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I actually
0: started off again, yeah, like you said, at, at University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, transferred to Liberty, and the reason why is because my father had to get his leg amputated at the time. Uh, I'm born and raised from Lynchburg, well, Forest, Virginia, which is 10 minutes from Liberty University. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when I transferred, I wanted to come back home. And I uh, transferred off of hardship. I went to UVA first to see how things maybe I'd go if I transferred to U- UVA. I tra- I looked at JMU, and um, I never considered Liberty because the head coach at the time at Liberty told me I wasn't good enough to play at college football. Really funny enough, because I went to the LCA, which is Lynchburg Christian Academy, which is the baby of Liberty. If you go to right. if you go to Lynchburg Christian Academy, the high school you go to the university tuition free. So pretty much, I would have been. I have scholarship guy for them, and they still thought I wasn't good enough. So I was like, I ain't going to Liberty. <laughs> but Coach Danny Rocco took the head coaching job, and so I went to Liberty to be closer to home, man, uh, to help out the family. And I knew I was taking a sacrifice, as far as my credibility, mm-hmm. to to play the game and continue to move forward and possibly play in the NFL. NFL wasn't promised for me. I chose my family over the NFL of like focus. Um, and you know, God worked it out, man. And You know, you do what's right over time to come back to you.
1: Absolutely, man. What goes around comes around. I'm a big believer in karma and it all seemed to work out. So a lot of school records while you were at Liberty, man, got your jersey retired.
0: Yes, sir. Broke every record they had, (laughs) created something along the way. And uh, yeah, like you said, got my jersey retired. That was a humbling experience to be a part of. Um, And uh, off we went to, you know, make a career in the the league and explore all the many of things that I've done so far. And I even got started.
1: Yeah, I love that mentality, too. So let's talk about your time in the league, right? You're a seventh-round pick. Now, a lot of people, you know, it, it can be said, there's more successful undrafted free agents out there than there are successful seventh-round picks. So you're a seventh-rounder to Jacksonville. You eventually end up in Oakland. And Darren McFadden, one of the best running backs in the league at the time, goes down. What's going through your mind when McFadden goes down and you're the running back one?
0: I remember at that that time when I was backing up there, because I also backed to Maurice on true, right? So I was yeah. used to be in the backup, right? <laughs> Until Maurice went down, I earned that spot. And uh, I, I understand what it means to be a backup. I went in thinking, Lord, if I get another shot, I, I, whatever is given to me, I'm going to take that opportunity to the fullest. Um, Latavius Murray went down in camp mm-hmm. in Oakland. They had no choice but really to turn to me. Uh, as a backup cool I took up my backup role series I played every special team I blocked several punts I, I, I just was excited to be out there Darren got hurt and it was playing it was playing against the Philadelphia Eagles the day that Foles broke one of the records he threw six touchdowns against us Jeez, it was like 40 something 42 to like 12 they throw me in fourth quarter Darren gets hurt game's over people walking out right bro I get in the game
1: and go ham
0: <laughs> like I'm, I'm getting first downs, putting up the first down. I'm trying to get the crowd into it. they walking you're down out.
1: 30 points, they're leaving, and you're pumping them no, up.
0: <laughs> I don't give a crap what the scoreboard says. Right, I don't right. Think, all I need to know is what's the down the distance and what how much time is on the clock. That's all I need to know. And I was in my own world. Funny enough, the, the very next day uh, when we go to watch tape, right, like I, I, went, hey, I went for 115 yards of like – 12 carries. And what, a quarter and a half? <laughs> Getting the crowd crunk. Ain't nobody in there. And, and the coach, the next day, uh, Greg Olson, uh, OC, we're watching tape with the team. Uh-huh. And he says, man, I want you to look at Jennings. And they watched him. He said, this dude is, you know, you use choice words, right? But he yeah. said, this dude is playing like his F-ing Well, was a podcast. You could say anything, man. <laughs> and uh, he said, we need more men to play like this. And he showed me going ham in the fourth quarter when the game was over. Yeah. The reason why is because I don't care, bro, about – I actually don't care about winning. Yeah. I don't care about losing. I really don't. I never have. What I care about is whooping somebody. And whatever happens, happens. I, I care about having fun. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I worry, I worry about giving my effort. And whatever happens, happens. I can't control anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. As long as I know I'm putting in my best effort, whatever happens, whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I took that spot. They gave me that opportunity. I never turned back. They sit me down. I ended up winning the, uh, getting MVP of the team that year. office player of the year on Unreal. the team that year. And uh, that opened up the opportunity to go to the Giants. Yeah, you got a little
1: payday. Got a little payday from uh, that. Payday. Came to New York, came to my Giants. What was, what was the best part of your time in New York? Because, you know, three years there, you made the playoffs your final year. But you saw Coughlin, you know, that mutual release. You know they were probably gonna fire him if he didn't step away, but he was so revered with the Giants. What was the highlight of your tenure there,
0: dude? I, <clears throat> the highlight, the biggest highlight for our sport, is watching Odell catch that one-handed catch and becoming an overnight celebrity. Yeah, like I watched it. I watched it in the in the locker room. I watched. I watched him refresh his Instagram and go from, like, 600,000. We go to a meeting, come back to now it's at a million, go back to another meeting, come out. Now it's at 1.1. Like, I watched it unfold. Uh, So that's just real cool and neat to always be able to talk about. Uh, My experience in New York in itself in the fandom, playing with uh, Coach Coughlin, a Hall of Famer coach at some point, um, I believe, playing with Eli, a Hall of Fame player. Yes, sir. And and it's just uh, special, a special moment, being embarking on
1: that organization and the prestige of it Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you know it is obviously they've had a lot of lean years up until now Brian Dayball seems to be bringing him back but it is one of the most prestigious organizations in football and Tom Coughlin it's interesting because I personally love him and love everything he did for the Giants but you hear a lot of mixed reviews from players I've personally heard some players who don't like that if you're not five minutes or ten minutes early you're late crap and what did you think about playing with him I mean the guy was a disciplinarian did you enjoy it did you respect him or were you over him I loved him
0: I, Yo, Co- Coach Coughlin, one of the best coaches i played uh, ever played under. I don't know what anybody else is talking about. Yeah, um, huh? You know, being on time, is, is there a crime in trying to have somebody be on time? Actually, I need that in my life.
1: Discipline, man.
0: You need it. So anybody that got something bad to say about Coach Coughlin as far as him being a disciplinary. you know what? I, I wasn't – I only can speak to my tender Yeah. when I was under him. He was a stickler about stuff, you know. I he 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 give everybody a hard time. His favorite cuss word was "ass." <laughs> he said it every day, all day. Um, you know, I love that. I love that about it because you know what you're gonna get. It wasn't it wasn't a situation where you had to go in his office and be curious of what is he gonna say. How is this a political move? You knew what you was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate Coach Coughlin. Um, the only thing that I and I told Coach Coughlin this. I said the only thing I, I said, Coach Coughlin, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all BSing, man. Y'all running this uh, running back by committee, and I don't like it. He said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and he said, "You know, we give you a chance. In the last four games, when they were we were running that running back, that stupid running back by committee, they gave me uh, the last four games, mm. and I ran for 500 plus yards in four in games. Four games. And then the next season, he got fired. They, they McAdoo took over, and we went back." to the running back by committee and there goes my career
1: shocker McAdoo (laughs) did something wrong
0: (laughs) god so yeah
1: that's kind of how it went but i love coughing man
0: Uh, McAdoo, good dude too uh a good dude yeah Um, i
1: believe a lot of these guys are yeah just not cut out for everyone i mean made the playoffs that first year just went downhill afterwards went 11 and five man wild you know what's funny i say
0: this i say this jokingly but here's a fact okay that team was 11 and five yeah facts what's the playoffs facts Lost to Green Bay. Facts. The next year, they have the exact same team, actually added more players to it, but they lost one. Fact. <laughs> they went three and what, 13? Three and 13. And, and Eli got season. benched
1: for Gino. Oh my God. The
0: next season, they went five or something, three or something. So, my point is this you're a winner. Leaders do not have to be the best. Yes, and sir. People have no idea what happens when you remove uh you know pieces to a puzzle again people most leaders on a team are not the
1: best players on the team yeah very true man it's a guy who shows up first leaves last sets the tone sets the precedent yeah very coughlin style thought process right there i love it hey so 2017 before i let you go obviously in the spring you joined dancing with the stars and then you didn't officially retire until December of that year. How much did your success on Dancing with the Stars play a factor in you being like, "I'm ready to pursue other things and hang it up"?
0: Dude, I um, well, that kind of worked all in together after I, after that season, mm-hmm. uh, eleven and five with the Giants going to the playoffs. I went into the offseason. I could kind of see the writing on the wall. Yeah, a little bit. The last like nine games, and I I told the running backs, "It's like, yo, I think they're trying to get me up out of here." So I want y'all to know, look, this is, I mean, I told I tell every guy, this is your team. Compete, take my job. Like, there is no toxicity with me. I understand that uh, this this game can't play be played forever. And I saw the writing on my on the wall, they were trying to get me up out of there. So I already knew my tenure with the Johns was gonna end. And I also knew no matter how great of a shape I was in, no matter how much more ball I got left in me to play mm-hmm. at that time. I was 33. And I understand the optics, and right? So I was like, you know what, this might be my last year. An opportunity with Dance with the Stars happening, and I thought to myself, if I take this opportunity, hey, ain't nobody in the league definitely gonna pick me back up because they're gonna think I'm not taking it serious. The optics, needless to say, I'm training eight a.m. to one p.m. every day. Then dancing, right?
1: Probably in better shape dancing in, than you might
0: have been playing football. I, I wish somebody would have. I was in <laughs> way better shape. I've never been in that type of shape. Man. Yeah, that's I wish cardio. I wanted to take. But um, it is what it is. So I took that opportunity, uh, ran with it, and I'm glad I did. I had an experience of a lifetime. I had no idea how to dance. I learned how to dance. I ended up winning the show. Um, Now it's part of my soul, dancing. I teach dance. Um, It's it's a part of the marital things that I'm going to be teaching with dance, too. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, so before we wrap it up, Rashad, tell everyone what's next. I mean, from football to TV to acting, what's next for Rashad Jennings?
0: I will continue to write books, but one of the forums that i build in is called After I Do, where men come together and talk about what happens after they say I do. Uh, marriage is a topic that is not discussed enough, in my opinion, on the airwaves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> men discussing their experience, which I believe is part of the expertise with marriage. Um, you know, you teach kids, you teach people how to lift weights, You teach people how to play video games, you teach people how to go to school. Uh, and you can find forms anywhere to learn that if you don't have authorities in your life. Where do you go to hear men discuss marriage? I want to build that form. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, and, I, and I've been I've been something I've written out since I was 25 years old to do. I went to school to study premarital. I mean, excuse me, I went to school to study psychology and sociology. I got my honorary doctor's degree in humanities. I have a desire to be a premarital marital counselor in the latter years of my life. Not now. Okay. Probably when I'm like 50, 55 plus. Cause I really respect it enough to, uh, uh, I, I, I respect the institution enough that I won't teach it until I understand more of it. But I said, I won't even start this form until I'm engaged at least. And because I am, I'm starting this form where men come together and they're from all, pers- all perspectives. How do you handle a situation with the, the in-laws? Who do you spend holidays with? How, how do you raise kids? Right. It's politics matter. If y'all have to be the same, uh, when you're, if, if she's from another country, does that matter? If you, how do you handle COVID together? How do you handle, uh, all the news together? Right. Right. Like these are topics that make and break a lot of different individuals inside of the marriage. They do. So let's create a forum where, they can discuss it prior to.
1: I love it. I love it. Rashad Jennings, always up to something good. Thank you so much for the time, man. Absolutely. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned to Sorallo Sports Talk right here on Radio Row ahead of Super Bowl 57.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.